0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles Daily Reading Conference Call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles Original Edition, published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse over the link at top for Online Edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. Also at that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up where you can subscribe to have both the text and the lessons of the day sent to your email from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we are completing our reading of Chapter 9, The Correction of Error, with Section 11, The Denial of God we're also mindful of our lesson today lesson 114 which is a review of two former lessons one being I am spirit the other being I will accept my plan I will accept my part in God's plan for salvation and by way of opening this morning I have a tiny little piece from Moji which seemed absolutely perfect For the day goes like this don't worry about anything at all you are not here by accident this form is just a costume for a while but the one who is behind the costume this one is eternal you must know this if you know this and trust this you don't have to worry about anything This world is so full of love, and your heart, your being, is so full of love, so full of peace. You don't have to go to some other place to find love and peace. They are right where you are. Amen. Oh, thank you. I love that. Thank you. Today, eternal mm-hmm amen thanks guys I was really happy to find that okay my friends here's our reading list this morning we have Lemoyne, Fran Harrison Karen Donna Patricia and Reverend Rita. is there anyone else who's joined us who'd like to be on the reading list or just say good morning Good morning. It's Jessica, and I'd love to be on the reading list. Great. Thanks, Jessica. All righty. That makes a full train, so here we go. Good, Good morning, Kristen. I'll be listening. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Kristen. Good morning. Thank you for telling us you're here. Okay so chapter nine the correction of error section 11 the denial of god the rituals of the god of sickness are strange and very demanding joy is never permitted for depression is the sign of allegiance to him depression means that you have force in god men are afraid of blasphemy but they do not know what it means they do not realize that to deny god is to deny their own identity and in this sense the wages of sin is death the sense is very literal denial of life perceives its opposite as all forms of denial replace what is with what is not no one can really do this but that you think you can and believe you have is beyond dispute Lemoyne.
1: Okay. Uh, Good morning. Chapter 9, The Correction of Error, Section 11, The Denial of God. The rituals of the God of sickness are strange and very demanding. Joy is never permitted for depression is the sign of allegiance to him. Depression means that you have forsworn God. Men are afraid of blasphemy, men are afraid of blasphemy, but they do not know what it means. They do not realize that to deny God is to deny their own identity, and in this sense, the wages of sin is death. The sense is very literal. The denial of life perceives its opposite as all forms of denial replace what is with what is not. No one can really do this, but you can think you can and believe you have but that you think you can and believe you have is beyond dispute. Do not forget, however, that to deny God will inevitably result in projection, and you will believe that others, and not yourself, have done this to you. You will receive the message you give because it is the message you want. You may believe that you judge your brothers by the messages they give you, but you have judged them by the message you give to them. It, do not attribute your denial of joy to them or you cannot see the spark in them that could bring joy to you. It is the denial of the spark that brings depression and whenever you see your brothers without it, you are denying God. Thank you, Moyne and friends.
0: Ninety-four, do not forget, however, that to deny God will inevitably result in projection. And you will believe that others, and not yourself, have done this to you. You will receive the message you give because it is the message you want. You may believe that you judge your brothers by the messages they give you, but you have judged them by the message you give to them. Do not attribute your denial of joy to them, or you cannot see the spark in them that could bring joy to you. It is the denial of the spark that brings depression. And whenever you see your brothers without it, you are denying God. 95. Allegiance to the denial of God is the ego's religion. The God of sickness obviously demands the denial of health, because health is in direct opposition to its own survival. But consider what this means to you. Unless you are sick, you cannot keep the gods you made, for only in sickness could you possibly want them. Blasphemy, then, is self-destructive, not God-destructive. It means that you are willing not to know yourself in order to be sick. This is the offering which your God demands. Because having made him out of your insanity, he is an insane idea. He has many forms, but although he may seem like many different things, he is but one idea the denial of God. Thank you, Fran. And Harrison.
2: Allegiance to the denial of God is the ego's religion. The god of sickness obviously demands the denial of health because health is in direct opposition to its own survival. But consider what this means to you. Unless you are sick, You cannot keep the gods you made, for only in sickness could you possibly want them. Blasphemy, then, is self-destructive, not God-destructive. It means that you're willing not to know yourself in order to be sick. This is the offering which your God demands because having made him out of your insanity, he is an insane idea. He has many forms, but although he may seem like many different things, he is but one idea, the denial of God. 96, sickness and death entered the mind of God's son against, chapter 8, his will. The, quote, attack on God, unquote, made his son think. He was fatherless, and out of his depression, he made the god of depression. This was his alternative to joy, because he would not accept the fact that although he was a creator, he had been created. Yet the son is helpless without the father, who alone is his help. We said before that of yourselves you can do nothing. But you are not of yourselves. If you were, what you have made would be true and you should never escape.
0: Thank you, Harrison. And Karen.
3: 96. Sickness and death entered the mind of God's son against God's will. The quote-unquote attack on God made his son think he was fatherless, and out of his depression, he made the God of depression. This was his alternative to joy because he would not accept the fact, although he was a creator, he had been created. Yet the son is helpless without the father, who alone is his help. We said before that of yourselves, you can do nothing, but you are not of Yourselves. If you were, what you have made would be true, and you could never escape. 97. It is because you did not make yourselves that you need be troubled by nothing. Your gods are nothing, because your father did not create them. You cannot make creators who, un- who are unlike your Creator any more than he could have created a son who is unlike him if creation is sharing it cannot create what is unlike itself it can share only what is depression is isolation and so it could not have been created
0: thank you karen and Donna. 97. It is because you did not make yourselves that you need to be troubled by nothing. Your gods are nothing because your father did not create them. You cannot make creators who are unlike your creator any more than he could have created a son who was unlike him. If creation is sharing, it cannot create what is unlike itself. It can share only what it is. Depression is isolation, and so it could not have been created. ninety eight. Son of God, you are not you have not sinned, but you have Than much mistaken. Yet this can be corrected, and God will help you, knowing that you could not sin against him. You denied him because you loved him, knowing that if you recognized your love for him, you could not deny him. Your denial of him, therefore, means that you love him And that you know he loves you. Remember that what you deny, you must have known. And if you accept denial, you can accept its undoing. Thank you, Donna and Patricia. Hi there. You know I just caught myself lost. Um, you can set oh. I think my oh my book oh I see what happened. The page turned. Excuse me, guys. <laughs> no worries. Um, why don't you put me at the end, honey? Okay, we'll do. Uh huh. Um, let's see, Reverend Reacher, are you able to do ninety eight ninety nine? Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Ninety-eight. Son of God, you have not sinned, but you have been mistaken. Yet this can be corrected, and God would help you, knowing that you could not sin against him. You denied him because you loved him, knowing that if you recognized your love for him, you you could not deny him. Your denial of him, therefore, means that you love him and that you know he loves you. Remember that what you deny, you must have known. And if you accept denial, you can accept its undoing. 99. Your father has not denied you. He does not retaliate, but he does call to you to return. When you think he has not answered your call, you have not answered his. He calls to you from every part of the sonship because of his love for his son. If you hear his message, He has answered you, and you will learn of him if you hear aright. The love of God is in everything he created, for his son is everywhere. Look with peace upon your brothers, and God will come rushing into your heart in gratitude for your gift to him. Thank you, Reverend Rachel and Jessica. Ninety-nine, your father has not denied you. He does not retaliate, but he does call you to return. When you think he has not answered your call, you have not answered his. He calls to you from every part of the sonship because of his love for his son. If you hear his message, he has answered you and you will learn of him if you hear aright. The love of God is in everything He created, for His Son is everywhere. Look with peace upon your brothers, and God will come rushing into your heart in gratitude for your gift to Him. One hundred. Do not look to God. Of, do not look to the God of sickness for healing but only to the God of love. For healing is the acknowledgement of him. When you acknowledge him, you will know that he has never ceased to acknowledge you and that in his acknowledgement of you lies your being. You are not sick and you cannot die, but you can confuse yourself with things that do. Remember though that to do this is blasphemy, for it means that you are looking without love on God and His creation, from which He cannot be separated. Only the eternal can be loved, for love does not die. What is of God is His forever and you are of God, would he allow himself to suffer? And would he offer his son anything that is not acceptable to him? Thank you, Jessica. And Patricia, are you um, able to read now? Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. 100. Do not look to the God of sickness for healing but only to the God of love for healing is the acknowledgement of him when you acknowledge him you will know that he has never ceased to acknowledge you and that in his acknowledgement of you lies your being. You are not sick and you cannot die. But you can confuse yourself with things that do. Remember, though that to do this is blasphemy for it means that you are looking without love on God and His creation from which He cannot be separated. Only the eternal can be loved for love does not Die. What is of God is His forever. And you are of God. Would He allow Himself to suffer? And would He offer His Son anything that is not acceptable to Him? 101. If you will accept yourself as God created you, you will be incapable of suffering. Yet to do this, you must acknowledge Him as your Creator. This is not because you will be punished otherwise. It is merely because your acknowledgement of your father is the acknowledgement of yourself. Yourself as you are. Your father created you wholly, without sin, holy, without pain, holy, without suffering of any kind. If you deny him, you bring you bring sin. Pain and suffering into your own mind because of the power he gave it. Your mind is capable of creating worlds, but it can also deny what it creates because it is. Thank you. Mm, Thank you, Patricia. And would there be a new reader for 101 and 102? This is Sandra, I can read. Thank you, Sandra. 101. If you will accept yourself as God created you... You will be incapable of suffering. Yet to do this, you must acknowledge him as creator. This is not because you will be punished otherwise. It is merely because your acknowledgement of your father is the acknowledgement of yourself as you are. Your father created you wholly without sin. Holy without pain, and holy without suffering of any kind. If you deny him, you bring sin, pain, and suffering into your own mind because of the power he gave it. Your mind is capable of creating worlds, but it can also deny what it creates because it is free. 102. You do not realize how much you have denied yourself and how much God, in his love, would not have it so. Yet he would not interfere with you because he would not know his son, he were not free. To interfere with you would be to attack himself, and God is not insane. When you denied him, you were insane. Would you have him share your insanity? God will never cease to love his son, and his son will never cease to love him. That was the condition of his son's creation, fixed forever in the mind of God, to know that is sanity. To deny it is insanity. God gave himself to you in your creation, and his gifts are eternal. Would you deny yourself to him? Thank you, Sandra. And would there be another new reader for 102 and 103?
1: F102 and 103. Okay, back to you, LeMoyne. You do not realize how much you have denied yourself and how much God in his love would not have itself. Yet he would not interfere with you because he would not know his son if he were not free. To interfere with you would be to attack himself. And God is not insane. When you denied him, you were insane. Would you have him share your insanity? God will never cease to love his son and His Son will never cease to love Him. That was the condition of His Son's creation fixed forever in the mind of God. To know that is sanity. To deny it is insanity. God Himself, excuse me, God gave Himself to you in your creation. And his gifts are eternal. Would you deny yourself to him? Out of your gifts to him, the kingdom will be restored to his son. His son removed himself from his gift by refusing to accept what had been created for him and what he himself had created in the name of. Of his father. Heaven waits for his return for it was created as the dwelling place of God's Son. You are not at home anywhere else or in any other condition. Do not deny yourself the joy which was created for you for the misery you have made for yourself. God has given you the means for undoing what you have made. Listen and you will learn what you are.
0: Thank you, Lemoyne and Fran. 103. Out of your gifts to him, the kingdom will be restored to his son. His son removed himself from his gift by refusing to accept what had been created for him and what he himself had created in the name of his father. Heaven waits for his return, for it was created as the dwelling place of God's son. You are not at home anywhere else or in any other condition. Do not deny yourself the joy which was created for you for the misery you have made for yourselves. God has given you the means for undoing what you have made. Listen, and you will learn what you are. 104. If God knows his children as wholly sinless, it is blasphemous to perceive them as guilty. If God knows his children as wholly without pain, it is blasphemous to perceive suffering anywhere. If God knows his children to be wholly joyous, it is blasphemous to feel depressed. All of these illusions and the many other forms which blasphemy may take are refusals to accept creation as it is. If God created his son perfect, that is how you must learn to see him, to learn of his reality. And as part of the sonship, that is how you must see yourself to learn of yours. Thank you, Fran. And Harrison.
2: four. If God knows his children as holy, sinless, <coughs> me. it is blasphemous to perceive them as guilty if God knows his children as wholly without pain, it is blasphemous to perceive suffering anywhere. If God knows his children to be wholly joyous, it is blasphemous to feel depressed. All of these illusions And the many other forms which blasphemy may take are refusals to accept creation as it is. If God created his son perfect, that is how you must learn to see him, to learn of his reality. And as part of the sonship, that is how you must see yourself to learn of yours. 105, do not perceive anything God did not create or you are denying him. His is the only fatherhood, and it is yours only because he has given it to you. Your gifts to yourself are meaningless, but your gifts to your creations are like his because they are given in his, God's name. That is why your creations are as real as his. Yet the real fatherhood must be acknowledged if the real son is to be known. You believe that the sick things which you have made or your real creations because you believe that the six images you perceive are the sons of God.
0: Thank you, Harrison. And Karen.
3: 105. Do not perceive anything God did not create or you are denying him. His is the only fatherhood, and it is yours only because he has given it to you. Your gifts to yourself are meaningless, but your gifts to your creation are like his, because they are given in his name. That is why your creations are as real as his, Yet the real fatherhood must be acknowledged if the real son is to be known. You believe that the six things which you have made are your real creations because you believe that the sick images you perceive are sons of God. 106, only if you accept the fatherhood of God will you have anything because his fatherhood gave everything. That is why to deny him is to deny yourself. Arrogance is the denial of love because love shares and arrogance withholds. As long as both appear to you to be desirable, the concept of choice, which is not of God, will remain with you. While this is not true in eternity, it is true in time, so that while time lasts in your minds, there will be choice. Time itself was your choice.
0: Thank you, Karen and Donna. 106. Only if you accept the fatherhood of God, will you have anything, because his fatherhood gave you everything. That is why to deny him is to deny yourself. Arrogance is the denial of love, because love shares, and arrogance withholds. As long as both appear to you to be desirable, the concept of choice, which is not of God, will remain with you. While this is not true in eternity, it is true in time. So while time lasts, in your minds there, no, there will be choices. Time itself was your choice, 107. If you would remember eternity, you must learn to look only at the eternal. If you allow yourselves to become preoccupied with the temporal... You are living in time. As always, your choice is determined by what you value. Time and eternity cannot both be real because they contradict each other. If you will accept only what is timeless as real, you will begin to understand eternity and make it yours. Thank you, Donna. Uh, And let's see. I can't remember. Was it Reverend Rija that reads next? Or Jessica? Reverend Rija. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. I couldn't remember either. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) If you would remember eternity, you must... Learn to look only on the eternal. If you allow yourselves — hold on. OK. If you allow yourselves to become preoccupied with the temporal, you are living in time. As always, your choice is determined by what you value. Time and eternity cannot both be real because they contradict each other. If you will accept only what is timeless as real, you will begin to understand eternity. And make it yours: Thank you, Rev Regent, and thank you everyone who read this morning. And um, I think we landed pretty precisely at the top of the hour. And so at this point, I would uh, really enjoy taking a pause uh, to reflect on our lesson today. I am Spirit. We'll reflect on the second half of that lesson at the bottom of the hour. Uh, so we'll turn it over to you, Fran. Oh, thank you, Lori. Hi, everybody. We are in the, still in the first part of the workbook, and we are on review three. And the lessons for today, lesson 114, we have two lessons, uh, the summary of 97, I am spirit, and the summary of 98, I will accept my part in God's plan for salvation. I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs from the review. Okay. Our third review begins today. We will review two of the last 20 ideas each day until we have reviewed them all. We will observe a special format for these practice periods which you are urged to follow just as closely as you can. The exercises to be done throughout the day are equally important and perhaps of even greater value. In these reviews, we stress the need to let your learning, not let idly by between your longer practice periods. Attempt to give your daily two ideas of brief, A serious review each hour. Use one on the hour and the other one a half an hour later. You need not give more than just a moment to each one. Repeat it and allow your mind to rest a little time in silence and in peace. Then turn to other things, but try to keep the thought with you and let it serve to help you keep your peace throughout the day as well. If you are shaken, think of it again. These practice periods are planned to help you form the habit of applying what you learn each day to everything you do. Do not repeat it and then lay it down. Its usefulness is limitless to you. And it is meant to serve you in all ways, all times and places, and whenever you need help of any kind. Try then to take it with you in the business of the day and make it holy, worthy of God's Son, acceptable to God and to yourself. Each day's review assignment will conclude with a restatement of the thought to use each hour and the one to be applied on each half hour as well. Forget them not. So we'll do a minute on the first one okay lesson 14 I am spirit I am the son of God nobody can contain my spirit nor impose on me a limitation God created not so we'll reflect on this for a moment I am spirit I am the son of God nobody can contain my spirit nor impose on me a limitation God created not I am spirit amen and we'll do the second one on the half hour thank you guys amen thank you friend amen thank you
2: friend
1: Thanks friend.
0: Welcome. Thank you guys. Good morning. This is Sandra and uh I am spirit is so important to me because um in paragraph 104, it says, um, all of these illusions and the many other forms which blasphemy may take are refusals to accept creation as it is. And that's, I mean, that's why Jesus used an extreme example to show that we don't die by crucifixion. I mean, that was an extreme example for us to get it through our thick skulls that we're not bodies, that we're spirit. And that when I accept that I'm spirit, I can accept any situation because most of the suffering that I can think of for humanity has been... Through sickness and death. And it's telling me that that I'm not even a body. I can't even get sick. I can experience that, but I can also correct that experience by embracing the truth that I am spirit. And I don't have to be afraid about anything that's going on with this body because it's not my identity. I can experience it, but I don't have to identify with it. And that's the big thing. I'm always saying, don't take it personally, don't take it personally. When I take things personally, it's because I've identified with it. And it's not true. Because I'm not a body. And I can't die. I can drop this body, but it's not who I am. What do I care? <laughs> I'm complete. Thank you. Sandra.
2: Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You, Sandra. Good I I have uh, stuck my day by remembering uh, the lessons one time. I am as God created me, and I. Uh, hold that idea in light of everything we read. And it's particularly applicable to what we write today and, of course, um, our lesson for today. When I say I am as God created me, I'm acknowledging that I am spirit. I'm acknowledging that I am accepting God's plan for salvation. And I'm acknowledging what He is saying in these readings. I'm Everything here is
0: applicable.
2: I looked at 101 and he says very directly, if you will accept yourself as God created you, you will be incapable of suffering. Well, he's he's talking literally here I believe any kind of suffering that we may think of cancer, heart attacks uh, mental illness Uh, what Whatever, however, we think we suffer if we remember that we are as God created us, that means another body. So, whatever happens to the body is not happening to me. It's happening to an idea that I have projected apart from God. And if only what God created has reality, then if it is my creation and not God's, if it's not an expression of love, then it cannot be true. It cannot be real. He says my mind is capable of creating worlds. Boy, is that true? But it can also deny what it creates because it is free. Oh, boy. Fabulous. I'm complete. Oh, boy, that's right. Thank you, Harrison.
0: This is Donna. Thank you, Thank you Harrison. And uh, this is Donna. And the greatest gift still that coming upon the Sims edition, Pocket A Course in Miracles, in our book barn here in Connecticut, is from paragraph 97. And it's, I don't know if mantra is the right word, but it's up on my wall and I personalize it. And it's the first sentence of 97. It is because I did not make myself that I need be troubled by nothing. That opened a door to me and that was never quite able to be opened before. And so now when I have seemingly afflictions or something come upon me that I <clears throat> I know it's not of God, uh, so somebody else must have done it, But I'm beginning to see, look at the, uh, hum, my human afflictions, that, that I have a choice. I can look at it with the Christ view, which is our true self, rather than looking at it with my human perception. And it, stuff doesn't cure, it doesn't go away instantly, but it is coming up for healing. That's how I look at things. And um, and then there's no fear in it. And, um, and I'm very, very grateful for that. And one other little thing uh, on the... 97 are reviewed today i am the son of god nobody can contain my spirit nor impose on me a limitation god created not and oddly enough i thought oh that means that's talking about possession The you know, first word i could get out of my head was no demonic possession but the reality is that that also but no human and no other soul can really impose on me or my mind or my going at all. It's only my belief in such a uh, possibility that limits me. So I found this very enlightening and I'm very grateful. Thank you, friend. I am complete. Oh, thank you, Donna. I enjoyed every bit of that. Thanks, Lana. This is Reverend Rachel Joy. I wanted to share about the paragraph that I read, 99. I love it when, well, it almost always happens, <laughs> the paragraph that I get to read. really feeds me. It's exactly what I needed to hear. And this truly does. Um, it says, um, I think it was 99, you know, your father has not denied you. He does not retaliate, but he does call you to return when you think he has not answered your call you have not answered his and i i not only think that he hasn't sometimes i get to these (laughs) places where i think he hasn't answered my call um but i have i also have um friend friend specifically and um who shares with with me that that's his dilemma too he doesn't feel like God answers his call. He feels forsaken. He just, he feels like there's dead air, you know, that there's, there's no answer. But, you know, here we go. But, but he does call you to return. You know, when you think he has not answered your call, you have not answered his. And, you know, it's amazing how uh, I can experience two diametrically opposed <laughs> uh, states of mind <laughs> uh, one day after the other. Because yesterday when I was walking I was in such bliss and and you know what's weird is even I fell I mean I I tripped and fell really hard and um, and in fact two cars stopped to see if I was okay and and it was so sweet it just brought tears to my eyes that that people would would stop and and you know, right in a busy street too. I mean, I was afraid they were going to get hit. You know, to stop and see if I was okay. So um, that was so sweet. And but then later down in the walk, when I when I turn and go into the campus grounds, I um, I wasn't. I I still wasn't not bliss because, well, who knows? Maybe it was the joining with my brother. I don't know. But I I usually listen to an audio book, and I had turned it off, and I was just in the presence of the moment. And I, I felt so connected. I felt as though I, you know, when he says, will you give me your soul? You know, what a question. What? Give me your soul. Would I give you my soul? And then I knew exactly in those moments the beauty of that question. Because I and my father are one. There's one thing going on. There's one will, and that will I share with my father. There's one life, and that I share with God. So in, in those moments, I was this home and you know another thing that was complete there wasn't you know I am spirit what brings to mind is when you know you are a spirit and one with your creator there's nothing else to do but extend love so you're you're already home there's no angst you just you are you just give that's the only thing you can do in that place is to give so um, that was the place
3: I was in yesterday and of course today um, I woke I awoke and thought he's not answering my call. <laughs> is that insane? And that's okay. That's the state of being human because it's okay.
0: 'Cause I you know, I keep forgetting. But here we go. I read ninety nine and you know. His he has he has not you when you think he has not answered your call, you have not answered his. So it's he's You know, my creator's right there. My being is right there. Always. Hasn't left me. I left it. And it's okay. I can forgive myself and come back. So I wanted to share that. And I'm so happy for the opportunity to share that with you all. And uh, thank you. You're a blessing. I'm I'm complete. As are you. Thank you, my dear. It's beautiful. Oh, that touched my heart. Thank you. This is Donna. I just want to say thanks again to Reverend Regent for answering that phone on a Sunday that gave me this number. You're a blessing, a great blessing. I am complete. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. But you answered, Donna. You answered the call. You know what I mean? (laughs) So (laughs) I answered the call, but then you answered the call. (laughs) That's lovely. That's lovely. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Thanks, guys.
4: Good morning, this is Yogi Chris. Hello, and also i like to share a little bit about what I am and what we are. Um, I love the thought of God creating us as spirit, as the... <clears throat> Substance, the vibration that we all have as His beloved children, and that's what we are in truth. Um, of course, my spirit is non-physical, is formless, changeless, wholly and perfect as God created it to be. It only resides. In knowledge and it's free from perceptual errors um, and it could use my mind to express itself in this earth in this worldly plane and as I allow that to happen my mind is restored to that spirit. Um, it's so joyous to hear this about myself, and I, I love expressing spirit as lightheartedness and spontaneous laughter and joy. It's it's such a gift, not just to me, but others around me that experience that vibration.
2: Um,
4: I was experiencing that yesterday, and it was multiplying within me and I think if I, looking at that from this perspective, I, it was because of um, the lesson, prayer, meditation, watching my mind and guarding that spirit within me through mindfulness and forgiveness, and being in church at Unity, just clapping to their songs, being present to the vibration and the, the sermon, and being with friends, among friends, and looking into their eyes as I speak to them, to their spirit. And I reached out to a friend after the service and he was such an uh, in a high spirited place within himself, sharing his adventure in down south with her, his niece, and it just continued to multiply throughout the day, and and we g- gave it to each other in that in that spirit of joy, and finally we prayed for that joy that was present right there and then and boy did that did that continues to make it even more powerful within so it's just there's a there's a loving uh, space that i hear um some background noise I don't know if anyone uh, forgot to mute themselves. I've done the same thing quite a few times. So, just a friendly reminder of that. Uh, So, yeah, I'm complete. I just wanted to focus on what spirit means to me, how it expresses itself. I'm pretty much complete. Thank you.
0: Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Chris. You express your joy so well, Chris, and I'm so grateful for it. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. I love the way it just expanded and expanded. That's what happens, huh? Beautiful, thanks.
3: Good morning, it's Karen. Um, I don't know if you've unpacked this because I had to step off the call for a few minutes. But when I read this this morning earlier, um, I was struck by the first line in 105 Do not perceive anything God did not create, or you are denying Him. And, you know, when I read that first, I thought of the world you know all of the things that are going on in this world does this mean don't pay attention to climate change don't think about climate change don't think about uh you know gun control or you know like all these shootings that happened this past week with you know in it, absolutely innocent benign circumstances like somebody going to the wrong house does it mean um Ignore all the stuff that's going on in the world. And then it says in 107, look only on the eternal. If you allow yourself to become preoccupied with the temporal, you are living in time. Your choice is determined by what you value. Time and eternity cannot both be real. They contradict each other. If you will accept only what is timeless as real, you will begin to understand eternity and make it yours. Well, you know, I I really did meditate on this this morning. I understand that what's true, there's no choice about what's true or what's real, that we live in, um, we live in, in God, and that's real, you know, that there's no stepping out of that we are extensions of God, and as spiritual beings, that's what's real. So don't get hung up on what's going on in the external world. I get that, but in my personal life, my daughter is in a custody battle with her soon-to-be ex-husband, and it's requiring all this documentation about his substance abuse. And I feel really uh, conflicted because I don't want to stand on the side of saying that he's sick and he has a substance abuse issue. I want to be on the side of saying he's perfect. He's a divine being. He's a child of God. He is safe and healed and whole. He is spirit. You know, I I want to be on that side. But I don't want my granddaughter to be alone with him unsupervised. You know, because the acting out is off the charts. And, you know, he's he's just in a very um, cognitively distorted place right now. It's, I don't even know how to say it in spiritual language without, without uh, dropping the ball on what this is teaching us. You know, do not perceive anything God didn't create, or you are denying him. So I'm just putting it out there that I, I definitely understand the difference between what is eternal and what is temporal. And I know that the temporal is valueless because ultimately it is meaningless. But to some extent, we are participating in this external reality. And I also agree, you know, I just need to walk, I accept God's plan for my salvation. All I need to do is extend peace and holiness and kindness and be present and be in the present moment wherever the Holy Spirit puts me. It it just it just feels like uh, a little tricky right here. I I just putting that out there. I mean, maybe that's just the ego mind, but in in reality and every day there are many. Uh, seeming choices that have to be made about what I'm supposed to be doing and I don't hear the guidance clearly enough and uh, sometimes it feels like we are supposed to be more proactive I don't know, I'm complete
0: Thank you, Karen Thank you, Karen Thank you for sharing that, Karen. Thank you. I I think that I believe that because you're bringing peace into that situation, because you're bringing uh, an intelligent calm into that situation, it will help that situation to find the solution that will help everybody involved. So, what you are doing is essential for that and, and that's your part it's bringing God awareness into that situation it's wonderful thank you Karen yeah. mm-hmm. thank oh, you have sweet you. Thank,
2: thank
0: you, you. <laughs> thank you it's thank
1: you Karen for being so real and what comes up for me is, thank God for the order. I'm complete. This is first.
2: My inclination, my inclination for anything that seems to be happening uh, in the world of bodies is that I have to fix it, you know? to fix it and what I'm learning uh, from the course is that that jumping in and fixing it as a body which is what I'm inclined to do you know um, is is not the most helpful way to do it. Um, I then become part of the problem uh, because I have to take sides. And uh, in truth, there are no sides. In truth, whatever the conflict seems to be, if it involves a conflict of bodies, it cannot be true because there are no bodies, and it's 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 a big challenge. I think for me as a course student to just step that and only see what is true in any given situation and all of the what appears to be actors in the drama are simply bodies that don't exist in truth. The the, the truth is the same for everyone, myself and everyone involved, that we are as God created us. That's where it all starts. And while it's challenging certainly for me in any given situation where there is conflict especially it is it's challenging for me to just step back and and get out of the conflict and to myself and whoever seems to be involved in the conflict as God created us and if I say to myself in that situation I am as God created me and then all of the things that it says in this lesson or in this reading it is because I did not make myself that I need be troubled by nothing it's and that's true for me and it's true for all of these seeming different individuals in involved and I mean this is not something that comes natural to us um and and it takes practice <laughs> to do it and let uh, it we're always given opportunities to practice this idea and to see it work for us. And sometimes it doesn't seem to work. But for for me, it's about every opportunity I get to apply the lesson or what this section says is an opportunity for me to grow. And I see the light more and more as time goes on. Apologize for the long share. I'm complete. No,
0: that was... That was a beautiful share, Harrison, Mm -hmm. and extremely encouraging. So thank you very much. And you know, before we get too far from uh, the bottom of the hour, uh, Harrison, you gave us a perfect segue to reflect on the second part of our lesson today. So I wonder if anyone would like to lead our reflection uh, here at the bottom of the hour on the second part of our lesson today. I will accept my part in God's plan for salvation. This is Sandra. I would love to do that. Thank you, Sandra. Lesson 114, review. And this is Lesson 98. I will accept my part in God's plan for salvation. What can my function be but to accept the Word of God who has created me for what I am and will forever be? I will accept my part in God's plan for salvation. Take a minute. we will accept God's plan for our salvation. Amen. And for me, this this lesson is, if I don't accept the first part of the lesson that I'm spirit, then it's impossible for me to accept the second part, <laughs> which is accepting God's plan for uh my salvation, which is accepting whatever is whatever the circumstance is, whatever is, it's accepting what is, because what is is God's plan for my salvation, which I co-created with God. And I so appreciate Karen's share and and a lot of the, of the shares that came after that, because it was referring to this position of neutrality, which I must take in every situation if I'm going to accept God's plan for my salvation. I have to be neutral because I can't see the whole picture because I didn't create myself. I'm God's creation. And so I have to accept how God sees me, and God God does not see me as a body. God sees me as spirit. So if I identify with that as being spirit, then I can be neutral with the circumstances that happen in this world. Non-judgmental. Um, somebody mentioned, I think it was Robin Marie, that... that um, Karen would be bringing this calm into the situation, which is, calm is that place of neutrality. That place of, I don't really know what's supposed to happen here. I'll just do the next right thing, the next right thing for me. And it may not be the right thing for somebody else, but the only thing I can do is what I think is right for myself. Because if it's right for me, it's right for you. And that's because I am you. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so amazing the way this all is connected. It's so interconnected. There's such oneness and unity here. If We could just see it. But because we can't see the whole picture. I can't. I'm not God. I'm God's creation. And I am spirit. And God is telling me, do not identify with the physical world. Be neutral. I'm complete.
3: Sandra, I know you don't like it when people thank you, but I have to thank you. <laughs> it was magnificent. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you.
2: I didn't know that. Thank you, Sandra. <laughs> So, uh, everyone involved is spirit. What a huge concept. Everybody that I think I see as separate is the same spirit. You know, um. My vocation was being a lawyer and uh, very difficult to, um, well, if you, if you take subjects, you have to as a lawyer. So you're paid to
0: take
2: science. so. Uh, to be in a situation where you want to apply what the lessons and the readings are teaching us. It's teaching me there are no signs. It's just God and God's son and the defendant it's God's son, the plaintiff. It's God's son, the judge, the lawyers. All just God's son. All as God created them. See, it's a whole different than dynamic. I can see. It. Thank you,
0: Harrison. Thank you. This is Donna. From 98, I asked myself the question, well, what is my function? <clears throat> and looking at the, the paragraph three underneath, what I, how I looked at it and got was for myself is my function is to learn, listen, come to recall, to know reality, our really the truth of our being and to know it in at one moment with god the all that is and my action my part is to let let go let god lead guide what to do and be aware in waiting this form this blessing doing this this way is beautiful i am complete That is beautiful, Donna. Thank you. Thank you, Donna.
3: Good morning, it's Karen again. Um, I did hear a correction from the Holy Spirit after I shared. Uh, Steve, when you said being grateful for the altar, and then I then I thought, oh yeah, put this on the altar, put this on the altar. And then um, I realized, you know, my attitude could just be this simple. My son-in-law Is a perfect child of God. If I could hold that with my all my intention and all my will, then healing will go out to him. But you know there is a fear. (laughs) If I heal him, they may take away the baby. (laughs) You know, isn't that crazy? But that's the ego mind. So it was. It the answer came. Yes, I don't want to uphold my ego in any way shape or form i want to just hold he is a holy child of god and my mistake has been he is a holy child of god but he's acting sick and and that's the part that has to be somehow somehow you know i put this on the altar because i don't know how to do this but i I know the holy spirit knows how to correct my mind and my perceptions but um He's a holy child of God. And yes, of course, we're all one in the spirit. I get that. I just don't know how to live in such a crazy world where people have guns and are shooting each other all the time. And, you know, it's just like watching society fall apart. But um, I can just do it moment by moment by staying in the present moment and staying in the Holy Spirit uh, alignment moment by moment with what's with what's physically and completely present in every moment. And if I can't figure it out or can't see my way in any way, shape, or form, that's what the altar is for. I'm complete.
0: That's beautiful, Karen. Thank you so much. That was great, Karen. Thank you.
2: God bless you.
0: Yeah, and it highlights. Um, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. You. And it, you've highlighted so much of what I wanted to share. Uh, myself, everybody has. Um, when I first came to this call uh, back in 2016, I think I was very shy and uh, and and didn't know the language of sharing. Uh, But I'm so grateful that, uh, as a consequence of everyone here, I've learned a few things. And as a consequence of that, I've become a better listener. Um, I'm reminded that God's voice speaks to me all through the day. And when I first came here, the Holy Spirit gave me two explicit instructions. Uh, very very clearly he said soften and attend soften and attend and I've applied that uh, as best I can to everything in the years since and and as a consequence I've I've, um I've learned that God's voice speaks to me all through the day and it was a real This sounds silly, but it was a real revelation to me to realize that all miracles are now. While I may have a recollection of a miracle experience, or I anticipate a miracle experience, in point of fact, every single time I've ever had the experience of a miracle, it's been in the moment. And also when I apply the advice to soften and attend, I put my mind in a position where it's no longer defending my heart. And so much of so much of the ego problem, you know, is is fear, fear based. He says you denied him because you loved him. And earlier we talked about dissociating from reality as a consequence of fear not being able to remember. Well, denial and defense, or denial and dissociation. Denial and dissociation are highlights of this chapter, correction of error. The whole ego problem is a consequence of denying truth and dissociating from reality. And if I deny truth, I not only deny my relationship to my father, but I deny my relationship to my capital self. You see? And when I can soften and attend to the voice of the Holy Spirit, in the moment, whenever the moment is, whatever the moment is, I'll be led by Christ's guidance as to exactly how to respond to whatever situation you know I've learned that um, mind is a time traveler (laughs) you know um, just watching my mind I wander through the past and my mind wanders into the future in the past it's an only only if if only and in the future it's a what-if but in the moment um, the miracle is available to me always it lives in my quiet mind it's always there the miracle of my creation miracle of our creation the miracle of capital self the self we all share and when I think about it like that stop my mind from time traveling, I realized myself that there is no one that I would cast out. Ultimately, think about that. Is there anyone you would cast out knowing that that person is part of your capital self? No, because you would be disrupting your own integrity I would be disrupting my own integrity in the direst of circumstances and I've had some really dire (laughs) circumstances but in the direst of circumstances there's no one I would cast out of my heart because I would not know my capital self if I did that so in this section and in this chapter he's telling me that the correction of error is to stop using my defenses of dissociation and denial here's an interesting little tidbit when he was talking to Bill and Helen in a lot of the early discourse in the first eight chapters of this work, there's some side material where he emphasizes how one of them has a real tendency to dissociate, and the other has a real tendency to deny, but the two of them help correct each other. Um, and, and this is the relationship he's given us with everything in creation he said the love of God is in everything and everywhere see that in paragraph 99 and if I can attend to truth I will be corrected and every time my mind is corrected I experience the miracle you see and so I place all my faith and trust in the voice of God who speaks to me everywhere and asks only that I attend. Soften my heart so I'm not defended against love. This section has the word accept or acknowledge 16 times in this section alone. All I need to do is give God my willingness. Give Holy Spirit my willingness. Give Christ mind my willingness. And attend to the answer. And every moment that the answer is needed, I will have it. Because I've been willing to soften my heart. To soften my mind and not defend my heart. Leave go of denial. Leave go of dissociation. I only ever used them because I was afraid. But the love of God is in everything and everywhere. I need only accept that. And a miracle will be granted to me when I need it. Um, Anytime I need it. I'm complete. (laughs) Thank you, Lori. Thank Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, here we are at the top of the hour um, where we can reflect again on I Am Spirit. But uh, I think uh, before before we do that, I'd like to end this recording and um, let's see I was given instruction this morning um, on where to end this recording it's from this in chapter 14 in the section titled recognition of holiness merely by being what it is does truth release you from everything that it is not The atonement is so gentle, you need but whisper to it, and all its power will come rushing to your assistance and support. You are not frail with God beside you, yet without him you are nothing. The atonement offers you God. The gift which you refused is held by him in you. His spirit holds it there for you. God has not left his altar Though his worshippers placed other gods upon it, the temple still is holy, for the presence that dwells within it is holiness. The temple of holiness waits quietly for the return of them that love it. The capital presence knows they will return to purity and to grace. The graciousness of God will take them gently and uncover all their sense of pain and loss with the immortal assurance of their father's love their fear of death will be replaced with joy of living for God is life and they abide in life life is as holy as the holiness by which it was created the presence of holiness lives in everything that lives for holiness created life and leaves not what it created holy as itself We are spirit and I accept God's plan for salvation. Amen. Thank you everyone uh, for walking me gently home. I'm so grateful for y'all.